Damn it, let's go, JB. All right, here's the signal to start the show. Welcome to a partner kickback, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution. You're not going to call out to him? You start. Oh, shit. Come on, well, man. Jamie, Jamie, you know what happened yesterday. You know what happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about what happened yesterday. I'm going to start it, and I'm going to talk to y'all, too. <laughs> yeah. Yuck! 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 Welcome to a pine named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN, and the revolution will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm No Breaks New, the righteous... Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> merch. Merch. If merch. Yeah. If you throw it out, I can't catch it. If you gotta match it every Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up, y'all? What up? What up? What up? First of all, it's a pod named Kickback. It's a Pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You yes, say the, the whole, whole thing. thing. I'm JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek coming at you every goddamn Monday. Representing NWA. Nerds with attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And we are a pod named Kickback. We got quite a bit to discuss today, new. Quite a bit. First of all, let's talk about this fly-ass T-shirt my brother is rocking right now. The Righteous Ratchet T-shirt from yeah, the baby. Righteous Ratchet line. Um, News fashion statement, a pie named Kickback. Y'all know what time it is. Jump out there on that website. We got all kinds of merch for y'all. Different fly-ass options for men and women. Make your own colors. Yep. The children's line will be coming very, very soon. Very We're going to offer t-shirts for little boys and little girls so all of y'all can jump on the bandwagon. We appreciate y'all's support. Yeah, JB. I know what we got right now is, is we got the millennials. Cause uh, they they be one of the fuckers, and then we got our generation Gen, Gen X, cause they they want fuckers, and then we got the old ladies, cause they want fuckers. But we had to go outside the box to reach the babies. So now we have the children's clothing line oh, coming is soon. The, is the Facebook giant public? Oh, you know what? It's not. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Yeah, good I, job, I, JB. Yeah, I know. I noticed because uh, Mello over there acting an ass, talking about did he finally take the tag off? <laughs> like, <laughs> she over there Jonah this shit. Hey, hey, hey Mel, I, I, I had it with you. This is all I'm gonna take from you on a Sunday in August. Hey, RJ, we appreciate that. She said she can't wait to get her T-shirt. That's what's up. You definitely. Oh, oh, oh got she me. was the first woman to order a shirt. Right, I right. I give her credit. Uh. uh Shit, J. Lou was the first man to order the shirt, and RJ was the first woman to order the shirt. There we it appreciate is. you. Love you here. There it is. There it is. And man, watch your mouth. If I wash it out with soap. Make sure, soap. make sure you take a selfie once you get that uh, that T-shirt and you try it on, and it's an immaculate and sexy fit. Take that <laughs> selfie and send that over to us. Her so ass gonna be like, oh yeah. Lay down on the sofa. <laughs> Take it easy. We don't need all that. I, I know how your mind works. <laughs> just remember, like, just send us a shirt. We'll post it on the page. Um, but thank everybody that, that that has jumped out there. It's been about a week, uh, eight eight days since mm -hmm. we lost the line. 
And um, I think we're both very happy with the, the first week numbers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, real, real happy with the response. Thank you to Hell our yeah. fans and friends for supporting the merch line in its opening week. It was a very, very solid release. Um, we did our own quality checks, order samples, and as you, as you can see, we're very, very happy with the quality of the merchandise. It fits well. It feels good. It's comfortable. It looks good. The colors are embossed, meaning they are actually printed on the shirt, not stickers or vinyl logos. So you're getting a good quality machine washable shirt that will last years and years. And so yeah. we love that. And fellas, she can squirt all over the zone. You just wash it, it come right out. This guy. This guy. Anyway. Well, <laughs> shall we shall we get into these topics before you uh, yeah. before, I, before I just ruin everything? <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me, let me so we get everything going on. Okay, anyway, um so JB, uh we gotta start a show. What were we starting with? Oh uh, uh high and low. Uh, are you are you starting high and low? Yeah, I'll start. Nigga, you want me to start high and low? No, you start high and low. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go high and low. <laughs> Yo, okay, here we go. Um, so first, let's... Oh, it's, it's, it's a large. Hey. I lost like two pounds. I was two pounds away from an extra large. <laughs> <laughs> so... My, my, let me start with my low of the week. And I'm going to leave right. it at that. And I'm going to let you go into the high of the week because I think we're going to share our high of the week. Um, my low of the week was. So. The CEO of my company is a big Trump supporter. And so. Mm. So I found out that he is doing a a benefit, a benefit dinner for Donald Trump this weekend, literally this wow. weekend. And so that was a big low for me. Um, I mean, it's a good job, so fuck it. You know, money is green, but it's yep. still, you know, to have that kind of political difference with your boss is, is something that you struggle with, especially when it's like right there in front of you like that. So anyway, that's my low of the week. Not too low, whatever. He's a grown fucking man. You know, I respect the shit out of his business, you know, sense. Whatever, he can do what the fuck he wants with his money. I just wish he would choose something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, My low of the week, I didn't really, well... I guess my low of the week will be the same as my high of the week. <laughs> so we, we got together with the fam. Yeah, I know I'm not going out to the outside yet. I'm, I'm in the house. I'm not doing shit. I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not doing none of that. Um, and I had some negative backlash from that. Like, you can't really date if you're scared to leave the house. And there's, there's some shit with that. Um, but also, um, when you don't leave the house, you tend to have more extracurricular activities. And by that I mean you might dab a little. You might dab my 420, folks. You might dab a little. And you might. Yeah. Let's just say, nigga, we're going to come back to this. 
But I was so fucking fried this weekend. I thought that Russia was coming to get me. I thought that Trump had ordered a hit on my life. I was gone. And some of y'all know, because I called some of y'all like, nigga, I'm out. Nigga, what's going on? And some of y'all know. Um, and, and yeah, please keep that between us. But some of y'all know that I was... JB? So, yeah, so some motherfuckers get paranoid and some motherfuckers don't. And so um, <laughs> in that, we share the same high because one of us got paranoid. That was his low. One of us did not. One of us enjoyed the entire experience <laughs> very, very much. And that was me. I had, a, I had a fucking ball. We played Monopoly and... Playing Monopoly when you sitting 30,000 feet above the board is a special experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm in that, I'm in that motherfucker trying to, trying to trade swaptions and futures and shit. And motherfuckers are like, nigga, it's a Monopoly board where you sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> the machine won't do that. Um, and then after that, we played spades, and that was like a, a seesaw battle back and forth. Back and it forth. wasn't really a seesaw. We well, whipped the actually, ass. Well, yeah, we whipped the ass. Joya had like two hands where she had all the spades. Literally. Other than that, we beat the dog shit out of them. Yeah. I wasn't that high that I didn't know. Well, yeah, they won twice, and on both of those hands, she literally had all the spades. But when it came down to skill and technicality and execution, we beat y'all ass, F. Drea. And I won in Monopoly, and I wasn't even on Earth when I did it. I was on Pluto with Future. They all had shit, nigga. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was a it was a great time. Just a mellow kickback. We all got out and got in the pool. Social distancing. Nobody around us. There were other people there, but they were all like really, was, really far the, away the, from the, us. Uh, was she white? No, she wasn't white. No, she. That's wasn't. why I didn't holler at her. But I saw her and I was like, oh man. Oh, not the one, not, not the older one. Oh, I know which one. The you're one that was in the pool with us. I know which one you're talking about. Because the older one, I was like, you know, I like I'm young. Wait, wait, let me clarify that. Not R. Kelly, but I like, you know, late 20s, early 30s. Um, I'm 44. He's 59. Um, so young, uh, according to that standard. But the one that was in the pool with us, I was like, yeah, you talking okay. about the John with the long curly hair. Yeah. The pink bathing suit. Yeah. yeah, I remember. But that. even the older one. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah, she the was black in, bathing suit. Yeah, yeah. she's fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was nice it was social distancing. Yeah, it was a nice day uh, at the pool. I might have, might have found, you know, a potential. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I hadn't been in the pool since last summer. Y'all know I'm, I'm Nile. My name is Nile, the Nile River. It wasn't in the water. Because of this COVID shit, and always have we always have pool kickbacks and shit, and um, well, we had some interesting uh, sideline fodder. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was a good day. We spent. We spent. All, I mean, we originally tried to go and uh, get in the in the river. You yeah, know, the with, the rafts, with the rafts. Yeah, the rafts were all messed up, um, so we weren't able to make that happen. So then we just parlayed it to a pool party, and it was great. You know, we sat around and drank beer and ate sandwiches and played football in the water and had a great time. It was a, it was a great day. It was a lot of fun. Um, but um, 
you know, the biggest the big the biggest fun was just like playing the games. Cause that's yeah. just that's just good yeah. quality entertainment. It stimulates the mind. And um let's do this segue now and get into the the kickback fact of the week. Moments our kickback fact of the week. We talked about spades, we talked about you know all the games. Every time you shuffle a deck of cards, you get a different combination. You, or you get a combination that's never existed. So you're, I'll read this to you. This isn't me writing this because I'm going to read these words and y'all going to be like, what? I didn't write it. I'm just telling you. Your angsty teenage dreams of becoming the most original, unique person alive could actually come true. Grab a deck of cards and shuffle. Most likely, you will have a creative. You would have created a combination of cards that had never existed yet until that moment. Any math experts out there know that this is because the probability, uh, probability, Jesus Christ, probability comes out to fifty-two factorial or fifty-two exclamation point which is 52 times 51 times 50 times 2 times 1, which oh, I'm no, sure no. JB knew that by heart. Well, it goes all the way down, 52, 51, 50, 49, 48, all the way down. So it's an extremely high number. Mm. Yeah. And the probability that two car shuffles are exactly the same is so small, it likely will never have happened. And I just wanted to share that with y'all because I knew y'all didn't know it, but I knew it. After I've read it, <laughs> okay. I, didn't, I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to act like I knew. I didn't. So, I mean, to give you to give you an idea of how factorials work, um, if you were to take ten factorial, then you wind up with, I believe, that winds up being what um, uh, ten trillion. Because you basically add ten zero, you add a zero each time you multiply by ten. That's uh -huh. how large those numbers get. Now imagine that's what I was thinking. That. Now imagine doing that with fifty-two, fifty-two yeah. going down to fifty-two by one. It's 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 a ridiculously high number. That, ridiculously that's that's, high that's, that's what I was thinking, JB. I was like, yeah, it's, it's probably gonna be me. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so. Your kickback fact of the day is that every time you shuffle a deck of cards, then you come up with potentially a unique com combination because of the number of different probable combinations there are available, right? Same way if you shuffle a bunch of girls in a poly group, you, you're just going to come up with. All right, anyway, so all right, um, what else we got, JB? Um, oh, my left stroke just went viral. Uh Man. Let's get into it. Let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Cardi B, my ex, Strip Club Bay, and Megan Thee Stallion, JB's old student at Harvard that he tutored after hours, <laughs> have put out. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Goddamn right. Well, hold up. Did I get that right? Do you think you would be more interested in Megan or Cardi? And I would be more interested in which one? Based you on probably, what you, you think. probably, yeah, you probably right about that. I'd probably be more interested in Megan. <laughs> yeah, because Megan, Megan is in college. Megan, <laughs> Megan is a student. Yeah. So she's she's more nerve with attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Cardi's more righteous ratchet. Is that right? 
honestly, yeah. honestly, you know, it's a toss up between the, both of them bad as shit. I'll take yeah. either one, but yeah, I'm probably leaning more towards Megan. And I'm, I'm probably leaning more towards Cardi, so good. So Cardi um, released a single this weekend with oh, Megan Jesus. The Stallion called WAP. And if you've been under a rock, you don't know what that means. I'll tell you, it means wet ass pussy. And um, there are lyrics in this song. <laughs> it's the shit I like to hear. Like, you see the shirt, Righteous and Ratchet. Yeah, yeah. Say the black race. And, and let me spin in your mouth later. Like, that's me. Oh, and, and Cardi said she want a nigga spit in her mouth. Have you ladies changed your mind about that? Or do y'all think I'm still nasty and disgusting? I want to know Megan's, uh, uh, Cardi's influence on y'all. Well, um, and so, you know, the song came out, the single came out, the video came out, and the very nature of the video and the song, given everything that is going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesting and everything, has caused a little bit of backlash on, well, not a little bit, actually, a, a lot of backlash on social media new um, niggas thinking that you know this type of shit is moving us in the wrong direction and um, we got to understand like it's it's a whole bunch of us out there it ain't as many of us as there are white people it's a whole bunch of us out there giving us the ability to say what we want to say gives us the ability to say what the fuck we want to say yep. that don't mean that every every everybody is not is everybody is not stepping in the shoes of John every time they open up their fucking mouth, you know, and that's okay. Everybody yep. isn't, everybody isn't, everybody, every time they release something for social media, it's not going to be, you know, black is king or I have a dream. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's, that's not who we are. We, we are not a monolith. Exactly. We are not one way. Exactly. And, and I speak to that. Uh, so personally, like my that whole line, my moniker, my my tag is the righteous ratchet, and the shirts are the righteous and ratchet. It's like I don't want the goody good girl. I'm not. I don't have no interest in that. I, I'm sure somebody does. Not not me though. I I I, I don't want. That. I, I know. I don't want that. I want you to let my boss too. I, I don't want the. You know what I'm saying? I want to save the black race on Saturday and get my dick sucked on Saturday night. I, I I don't understand the notion that we have to be a monolith. We have to be one way. Like no nigga, no. I don't mind Cardi making this song. I don't mind Meg making this song. I don't mind these lyrics and I don't look at them as if they did something wrong or as if they set us back behind Black is King. I want the woman that does Black is King but I want her to come back and lick my balls. What the fuck are y'all talking about? That's crazy to me, JB. Yeah. That's um, crazy. And 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 again, I go back to I go back to, you know, the whole the whole concept of both the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement and this concept of empowerment and expression. Um I didn't find anything that they said or anything that I saw demeaning or degrading to the black race or even to women, honestly. I felt like it was an open expression of sexuality and what they want and what they like. Why, why can't they do that? 
And why can't I find that sexy as fuck and want to have both of them at the same time? And every other bitch they had twerk. Twerking in the jump. Shut, shut, shut up, Kelly and everybody else. <laughs> right, right. Every Lamani, single one of them. Oh, yeah. They were like, they were all bad as fuck. They all look beautiful and sexy and powerful as fuck. And they making money. These ain't video. Well, and, and not to disrespect video vixens. I wouldn't do that. No, but, that's uh, not what we're doing. But, but they these were are, also bosses. Yeah. These are women with businesses, business plans. Business accounts, EINs. We told you about getting EIN in your incorporation, $100. We talked to you about it. Um, but these are women that are doing it. I, I was, I'm more turned on by a woman that handled her business than a woman that just sex appeal. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 if, a, and if a boss can rock up in, in five-inch heels and a corset, I, and lick my ass? What, and lick what, my what, ass? What, what is wrong with this picture? What is wrong with this picture? What, what's, what's the negative here? This is a win-win-win. Like, yes, women, be more powerful. Yes, express yourselves. Yes, be sexy and strong and magnificent because that's going to make and me lick wanna, my ass. Because that's yes. going to make me want to fuck you even more. And that's what we both want. You just told me what you wanted. Now I know how to give it to you. That's what the fuck it is. Why is this a bad thing? What the fuck are we talking about, kickbackers? Particularly our men. Like, this slut-shaming shit needs to stop Please, immediately. you are you are making it so they won't lick my ass. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. I'm tired. Y'all making women feel bad about the freaky shit they do. Sis, you can have a business, a job. You can have a nine-to-five, a private business on the side and still lick my ass. You can do sis. Sis. <laughs> you can do you, the water's your oyster. Fuck these bitch ass niggas and this shit they talking. Like fuck these niggas dog. Yeah. Like I, maybe no other podcast will say it. Maybe we're the only one JB and they'll clown us and, and call us bammers and say we kissing ass. Um, I want you to have a six figure salary. Why wouldn't I? I want you to buy everything that you want. I still want to buy you shit, but I want you to be able to do it on your own. And I want you to express your sexuality in a way that you're so free that when we fucking, you're free. You're just like, oh, I don't have to worry if Nuka think I'm nasty because I spit in his mouth. Like, no, you don't. You don't, you don't worries. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it. Uh, and, and, and the niggas who don't get it, you know, you know what, boo? They don't need to get it. They don't need to get it. I'm poly. All of y'all coming to me. All 7,000 of y'all. Just come to me. Nah, y'all don't I'm all here. come. Don't well, well, all well, come. Well, 3,500 of y'all. Yeah, the other 3,500. Y'all go to JB. <laughs> but the other 3,500, come to me. Come to me, baby. We got you covered, ladies. Literally. Come for me, baby. Do what you do. Literally. Baby. Um. So, so shout out to Cardi and Meg Stallion for doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing, baby. I'm just being a dick. I know you are. I know you are. Um, dropping a dropping a sexy ass single that is on fire right now. Dropping a video that was just. Uh, I mean, it's a work of art. You know what I'm saying? Hell like, yeah. The video was almost like burlesque. You know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. kind of that artistic form of that. Burr! 
So I love it, man. I love it, and I'm with it. And so uh, a pod named Kickback is very much in support. Hell yeah, as we are in support of music. And this week we had the versus battle. Um, uh, I about to say our future battle, mm-hmm. our original battle was Two Chains versus Rose, oh, the biggest boss. And um, I think we all agree that Rose catalog was just a little much for Two Chains, but um, I didn't like the Two Chains disrespect I was seeing. And um. JB, when he threw on Fez Watson, I was like, yeah, this, yeah, this is JB Jones. <laughs> like, niggas better recognize this is a win for two chains on this one right here. Um, they did that thing. I did feel a way, I thought they were kind of boring. Now, two chains did bring out strippers, which of course elevated shit. Rick Ross did bring out masseuse, which of course elevated shit. But it felt like the little penny shit. Like, I'm not. They're entertaining, but I'll get Chris Rock to play the doll, and that'll work. And I, I think Two Chains and Rick Ross are both entertaining. Yeah. So I didn't think that they needed to do that. So I was a little eh, underwhelmed. I think the I think the word of the day for that versus battle, based on what I saw, was lethargy. Um, it felt it felt like you lethargy. know they were just kind of niggas always doing that lethargy shit. Well, I mean, lethargy is a word that means that you kind of half-hearted, yeah, a little kind of tired and kind of out of it. You know, kind of like the way I was before the show started. (laughs) I was like, all right, dude, I need to get it together. I'm still still feeling the after effects of Saturday, nigga. Let me me wake the fuck up, you know. If I hadn't have done that, what the show would have been like, you know. Two chains of big rolls. Yeah, I've been sitting here like this, you know. Yeah, uh, the stripper, the strippers were up there twerking and shit, and that nigga's just sitting back like this. Though. I'm like, come on, man! Like, come yeah. on, what are you doing? Like, I, I think it became a cool off. Like, I yeah. Rick Ross is a bigger artist, and everybody said it, and I'm I'm pissed about it. And he's gonna act cool because he's in the the catbird seat. So I think Two Chainz said, "I'm gonna be cool too," and them niggas cooled me out the fucking room. Like do something exciting, nigga. Like that one one song where you had the the stripper, one song where you have the masseuse does not make up for a whole lethargic ass battle. Exactly. And I'm just exactly. like, it was it was one of my it was the one that I thought would be my favorite battle, but it was my least favorite out of all that I saw. Because they were just niggas was dry. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, man, if y'all gonna do that shit, like y'all gonna be too school too cool for school, then get the fuck on. Yeah, I mean, a versus battle is basically a performance at this point. It kind of has to be. Like, I mean, it started out months ago as kind of like a playoff kind of thing where you were playing your songs or whatever. But we all know now that it's a lot bigger than that. I mean, and that is apparent by the fact that they actually made the point to bring on the strippers and the masseuse to begin with. So I, I know one of those strippers, but go ahead. Yeah, so if you're going to do all that and make it a performance, then make it a fucking performance. Like, if it's a performance, then it needs to be a performance. Facts. Not, not, like, fuck are we talking about right now? Bring your A-game. Y'all are two supposedly consummate professionals in the business. The fuck is this tired-ass shit, you know? Um, that's, that's what bothered me about it. I felt like they just kind of mailed it in. 
Um, yeah, and maybe you're right. Too. Maybe it was they're trying to be too cool or whatever, and it just didn't come off right. But I, I just thought that artists like Two Chains and Rose fucking know better than that. And so right. that, that's what pissed me off, JB, because I'm like, they know better. They know how this looks. They've had all this time to watch the battles. Um, and I think they underserved us, and I'm calling it out. And those are two. My favorite battle was this one. So not based on how it turned out, but based on my anticipation. idea of anticipation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't live up to the hype. And then it's no longer my most anticipated battle. My most anticipated battle is a battle that I've had since I was a child. JB, you've had since you were a child. Yeah. Since you were kids. It's yeah. Kim versus Big Daddy Kane. And I saw a versus post by Rakim. I don't know if it's 100% official. I don't know. But I saw it, and I'm going with it, and we're going to talk about it. As a kid, and, and most of you know, um, I'm a rapper. Uh, rap, I grew up rapping. That that was my thing. Um, the whole podcast was I'm a I'm the rapper. He the Harvard graduate. We doing the show. Blah blah blah. So as a MC, a MC rapper, historian, student of the game, this is the greatest battle that I could ever see. Rock Kim versus Big Daddy Kane. It's what made me rap. It's what made me decide to become a great rapper. And not just a rapper. And um, it is the battle that has never been solved. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Ali Frazier before Ali Frazier, right? This is, this is, I mean, you're talking about two heavyweights, two pioneers, two founding fathers, really, if you look at it, of New York hip-hop in particular. But given, given where they were in the era and in the industry, practically all of hip hop, you know, um, these guys created um, icons and iconography in the hip hop game that is still prevalent. It always makes exists. iconography and shit. This what guy, the fuck is iconography? This guy, this guy. Man, explain anyway, your gangster geek word of the week. <laughs> iconography meaning meaning they they created they created a particular sort of image, a particular sort of image template that is prevalently used in the hip hop. Oh, like game. our sofas and yeah. Joe Button and them using exactly, sofas now. Exactly, exactly. Based on what we did. Yes, exactly. You uh, got you got Rock Hill, okay. the poor righteous teacher, the educator. Um, the knowledge dropper. You got Big Daddy Kane, the player. The mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna call him a pimp because he never. I mean, he wasn't really that, but he was like he, he was the fed player. Black exploitation. Exactly. Exactly. He was the player, right? You got those two archetypes, and they are they are exemplified by these two rappers because they kind of started them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in going at this battle, you're just gonna get a dichotomy. That is going to be amazing because the both of these guys' catalogs are amazing. Their lyrical mastery is amazing. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to learning something, real nigga shit, when that battle comes through. Yeah, I want to hear the story about that Friday night when they was both at the club. And then I want to hear that story. Right. I know right. stories about Rakim responding to Kane and Kane calling him. and like, I'm not beefing with you. And Rakim changing the lyrics. And, and so we never got the full battle. Because they both corrected themselves before the songs came out. But I want to know what happened. Now, in, in 2020, Rakim is all about black rights and da da da. 
and Kane still got his little battle rap shit going. So it will be a a stupid battle now. But if they go back through their first three albums, that first catalog, they were going at each other. And I don't give a fuck with either one of them says. I know. I know. As a fan. Those are the two most influential. Don't you pack in there. The three most influential rappers of my entire career, JB. Oh, shit. So, so Shmi just. And see, Shmi, I actually always wondered this myself. He said he wanted to hear if Rakim would tell a story of Will Smith stealing his flow. Rakim told that story. He told I thought it. that shit. He yo, told I it. I never said it out loud, but I was like, why does this nigga sound just like Rakim right now? He sounded I thought, just I, like him. I'll on. tell y'all the story. Yeah. I thought Rakim wrote Will Smith verse until Rakim went on Breakfast Club and was like, it do sound like me, don't it? <laughs> I thought that shit too. But uh, I, I didn't do it. I just he heard it. it. He was like, like, I heard it. He was like, I heard that shit and was like, this is me. What the fuck? <laughs> Here it fuck? is. It's a groove. Right. right. Like the he same was like, what the cadence, fuck? Timber. Tone, flow, everything. I was like, "What? The, like, what is Ra- he Ra- doing?" Rakim said, "I didn't write it, but I should have written it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I wrote it, but I didn't write it. Like, I didn't write it, but we all agreed that I should have write. <laughs> Can I get some money now?" <laughs> so Rakim definitely said that he didn't write it, and he thought the same thing. I, I I don't think I've ever said that actually out loud, but I've thought that from the moment I first. Heard I've that thought song. it too. I don't I don't know who wrote it. I don't know if Will wrote it or he got a writer, but I thought the same thing. And um, I always thought Rakim wrote it for him. I didn't know that there was a discrepancy there. And um, when you look at that shit, like it's like man, Rakim was like that guy. Like in my top five list. I'm gonna tell you now, it's it's Tupac, Jay-Z, Rakim, Scarface, then Big Daddy Kane. That's my list. That's my top five. So this Rakim, Big Daddy Kane battle will be a top five battle. I listen to them today. I listen to the entire Pain in Full and the entire Long Live the Kane today in anticipation for this podcast. I think Rakim's Pain in Full is better. But I think Big Daddy Kane's Long Live the Kane is more diverse. And I noticed he had some comedic shit with Biz. You know, Biz was this guy, Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. And Rakim was just like, I ain't no joke. Like, I ain't got no comedic shit. I ain't got no funny shit at all. But they both were five percenters, which also, you know, boosts them in my life. Um, they were both about the people. But um, it's going to be it, a great it's, battle, it's, man. It's going to be crazy. I'm looking I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to um you know and both of them were performers. I mean, are performers too. Different styles. Very very different styles. Both of them laid back. But Big Daddy Kane could move though. Big Daddy he Kane would dance. Would dance. He, he had dancers. He, yeah, he he would he would jump out there with his dancers and shit. So I want I want scoop lover, scrap lover and, and that's why Big Daddy Kane was my biggest influence. Um, more than Tupac, more than Rakim, even though the, the, those are my three, you know, favorites, whatever the fuck. But um, Kane would do the girl song, 
the pro-black song, the lyrical song, the smooth player song. Like, he would do all of those. And Rakim would just give you scientific flow. Now, he did start doing more girl songs in his career, mm -hmm. but he mainly gave you scientific flow. Um, his scientific flow, I'll admit, was better than Big Daddy Kane's. But Big Daddy Kane gave you diversity and punch lines. And he was better than Rakim in that. And, and it makes it weird, but I, I put Rakim higher, even though I appreciate what Big Daddy Kane did more. Uh, more no, I identify with it more, but I couldn't do what Rakim did. I could do what Big Daddy Kane did. Mm -hmm. Late shout out to, uh, to Shannon. Hey, baby. Songbird? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Songbird. Yeah, she's tuning in. Little sis. Wanted to give her a quick shout out. She had said, what's up, a few minutes ago. We were, you know, mid combo yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. but um <clears throat> yeah man that's gonna be that's gonna be a tight uh versus battle um i i'm not even gonna speak it to, i ain't even gonna speak it into existence but um you know hopefully it happens yeah yeah and i and, and i want it to be i want it to be what it needs to be you know i'm shutting man? the world down if that battle comes up they're like yeah thursday august 18th uh, nigga, oh your birthday coming up, nigga. Yeah, I've been hitting you about that shit. And you ain't I, said shit. Well, because I'm still deliberating. I don't know what the hell I want to do for my birthday. I don't. But yes, my birthday is coming up. August twentieth is the day. I will be forty-five years. Seventy-one. Old. Seventy-one years old. Forty-five years. Seventy-one. Old. Seventy-one years old. Yeah. Seventy-one. Um, so well, we'll we'll see what happens. I got a, I got eleven days to figure it out. So we'll come yeah. up with something. Shout out, shout out, Bree. Shout out, daughter. My new, my new daughter. <laughs> Birthday is August twentieth. She she'll be twenty four or five. Okay. Um, okay. But I was I'm, I'm almost under. That's Sammy's birthday. That ain't your birthday. That's Sammy. He older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda to you. Um, but it, that's neither here nor there. Um, JB, our what the fuck story of the week. Um, you you want to take what, what just happened? Oh, oh, hey, righteous and ratchet. You know what it is, Randy? Right, Mel. Right. So new is. Hold 84. up, Mel. Wait a minute. <laughs> Cut our mic off, JB. Cut our mic off. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Thank you. Whatever. So our we gotta change subjects a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. get into our what the fuck story of the week. And this one and this one is very much uh serious. Um this happened in um Wayside, I believe the town's name is Georgia, um, out in the boonies somewhere. Um a a cop shot at a car full of children. Basically, um, the, ass, nigga. The, the driver of the automobile was a 16 year old legally licensed uh, driver. He noticed that a police officer was following the automobile, but did not have his lights on. So he kept it moving. Obviously, his state of alarm increased the more and more the cop followed them. Um, when the cop finally put his lights on. And this is where I'm unclear in the sequence of the story. Did the cop put his lights on to pull him over, and then he told 
hit the other passengers of the car to get out and run, or did the cop already pull them over? That's the part that I missed on that new. Um, I don't want to give. I don't want to say either Let's way. Let's look it up. Let, uh, I'm let not me, 100% let me, sure. Yeah, let me let me look it up carefully because it, it was a little is that it was some fuckery with the police department and it was dealing with a bunch of children and um and they was shooting at the cop they have he shot at the car that had five black kids in it yeah i mean the um, the oldest child in the car was the driver who was age 16 the children ranged in age from 16 all the way down to i believe it was 10 years yeah, old yeah. um so these are very 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 young children um, the the oldest kid who was a driver of the car recognized that there was imminent danger and he told the young children, go get out the car, run, go get help, go get help because it's about to go down. And sure enough, it went down. So first of all, shout out to that young black man, that young king for protecting those who he was responsible for in the automobile. Getting Facts. them away from the situation. Facts. Giving them solid, cogent advice. Go and get help. Get the fuck away from here and go and get help. Because what he did is not illegal. Be clear. They were not the drivers of the automobile and they are children. So they are well within them right, their rights to get the fuck away from that situation. The police officer then shot at the children, shot at the car, and then pulled the boy, the driver, and the other oldest boy out of the car and pistol whipped them and arrested them, New. Um, we know what's going on. And I'm going to say it if nobody else will say it. We've noticed the uptick over the last few weeks, few months. And we're going to call it out. Like, we're not going to, you know, oh, yeah, they did something good. And so we'll ignore this. We ain't ignoring shit because y'all don't, the white media doesn't pay our rent. Kickbackers on Patreon. Kickback is the bad righteous and ratchet shirts, nerds with attitude shirts, a pod named kickback shirts, and mugs. Y'all are how we get our money. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. Cause we work for y'all. So what we're gonna say right now is, what the fuck? This needs to be looked at. We will post it everywhere possible, and we will keep the narrative going. Not the narrative that it's okay to fuck with us. But the narrative that if you fuck with us, it's going to get out, and that's your ass. We're going to keep it going because we're not depending on them to pay our bills. Yeah. We're doing that. Yeah. Uh, the the, the Wayscott uh, Police Department and the mayor of the city are investigating the issue, whatever that means, whatever. Um, but we need to make ourselves and keep ourselves aware of these goings on and these stories because they are happening and kickbackers, they are especially happening in Georgia. Don't be dumb. Be careful out there. Be safe out there and keep your eyes open because this shit is still happening. And it's that bitter white bullshit backlash. So just be aware of it. And that's why we keep bringing it to you so you understand. 
Factory. Um, Common has been accused by a R&B artist, Jaguar Wright, um, who apparently he dated of being sexually explicit with her on tour. Well, nice, when she was just too tired and couldn't perform, he, you know, pulled his dick out, put it in her face. It, it was graphic. It was a lot. I'm going to say, if he did that against her will, he was wrong, and we need to address that. Period. There's not much more to say. Um, I have had women tell me, literally, fuck me too. Fuck this whole shit. If you horny and I'm in the bed sleep, take the pussy. If you horny, I'm in the bed sleep, and you put your dick in my lips, I'm going to suck it. I've had women tell me that. So I'm moving in that range, but I'm not doing it as a general thing because I know every woman has not said that and every man has not heard that. And so it's not okay for every situation. But in the situations where I'm going to move, how I want to move, those conversations have been had and I hope that, you know, that is that becomes the norm where you have that conversation as opposed to you taking a chance and it not going your way or going the wrong way and you getting fucked up. Or you just a racist, pe- rapist piece of shit and trying to use that, but it don't work for you. Um, it, that, that's where I met JB. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where it lands. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, Com- Common has always been a dude who I've respected. Um, you stand up nigga. Yeah, so my sin- my sincere hope is that, you know, However, this situation comes out, it comes out truthfully, and they are able to address it. I'm not going to sit here and say that I hope that he's innocent because, I mean, if he's not innocent, I don't want to, you know, then he's not innocent. Yeah. So yeah. fucking be it. Like, if he did this fuck nigga shit, then he, he did this fuck nigga shit, yep. and he needs to own up to it. It's just that simple. What I will say is what we have always said when these stories come across our desk we don't have enough information to pass judgment right now, and so we are not. If this was some fuck nigga shit, he is now a fuck nigga. It's just that simple. Boom. But if it is not some fuck nigga shit, then, then so, so be it. Like, false accusations happen, too. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep an eye on this, and we'll keep y'all posted as we become more posted on what happened. Boom. Uh, Dr. Dre, we we, we went over the Dr. Dre situation, right? No, we didn't. Okay, well, Dre is being divorced by his wife. She is claiming that he tore up the prenup out of a sign of love for her. She's also claiming that... um, he tore the prenup. That was one thing. And that shit. What was the other part, JB? Well, she, she tore the prenup. Yeah, I mean, she he he she's 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 trying to say now that um he tore he tore up the prenup and that he somehow stated at some point that the prenup was no longer valid. Um he also oh, yeah. and she tried he, to be a victim of it. Like yeah, he, made he, also, he also he also 
she's also claiming that he expressed regret in quote forcing her unquote to sign it at a later at like okay so kickbackers you I, you can probably hear the sarcasm in our voices as we talk about this because it sounds like such complete and utter bullshit even as as we say it like who the fuck has somebody sign a prenup and then is like i'm sorry i made you do that baby i didn't i didn't make, what i really want to do yeah. is i want to really give you access to all of my billions of dollars that i've built across right. my 25 year career and she ain't got to sign it she didn't have to marry him <laughs> she had to marry him she could just chill so we we're not buying that shit. You don't get half of his fucking money. Yeah. Bitch, you wasn't in the WA. You wasn't with him shooting in the gym. And and we and and, and kickbackers, we gotta cut this Bama shit out where in a moment of passion you think that because somebody tore up a piece of paper in your face, that somehow invalidates the contract. Right. I, didn't, I, 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 I done fuck bitches that told me, it's your pussy. It's your pussy. And she fucked another nigga a couple days later. So I don't want to hear about these contracts. Yeah. I, gave, I gave it in the face. For y'all not watching on YouTube, I just gave a face. Yeah, and I'm so, going to do it again and see if you can feel it. And, that was and the th face. Thank you. Thank you, so mellow. Exactly. Exactly my point. That ain't how that shit works. She, she bugging and she thinks tearing up a good place. Exactly, Mel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, matter of fact, Mel, I forgive you for your earlier transgressions. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it job is what it is. I, I sincerely hope that that whole situation works out in Dre's favor because, you know, it's funny how there's always a coincidence of invalidating prenups that coincides with a nigga making big, big, big bumps in his money, you know, Johnny Carson's prenup, y'all too young to remember this, but Johnny Carson's prenup didn't become a question until he, after he became the $300 million man on late night TV. Then all of a sudden it was, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to talk about this prenup. Why the fuck we got to talk about this prenup after I get super rich, especially when you yeah. met me when I was rich to begin with. So you think that, when you met me then, somehow you contributed half to the money that I progressively made. Eddie Murphy made rich. a legendary, the, the Raw, no, yeah, Raw, mm -hmm. was all about the prenup on Fufu. I want half, half, Eddie, like, you're not getting half. Uh, I told motherfuckers, they was like, well, should prenups be for people that are rich and that? I was like, bitch, let me explain it to you this way. If I got 800 billion, and I gotta give you four hundred billion. I still got four hundred billion. If I got sixty thousand, and I gotta give you thirty thousand, I ain't got shit. So I don't give a fuck about your dumbass, ignorant ass, ridiculous, man-hating thoughts on. Well, if you're not rich, then why do you care, bitch? Because if I'm not rich, I care the most. Like dumbass motherfucker. Like how dumb are you? Like. You thought that if I had $800 billion and you got $400 billion and I kept $400 billion, I would be more angry than if I had 60000 and had to give you thirty. Like, shut the fuck up, dumb bitch. Like, yeah, shut and, the fuck and, up. And, and ladies, like, those of y'all who live in California, like, 
you know, niggas aren't stupid. Like, you can you can keep going down this half shit in California if you want to, but don't forget about what feminism and Me Too did for women. Like, there are plenty of multi-millionaire, billionaire women out. Like, yeah. if we if we if we're gonna st- sit down and start signing invalidating prenups and taking half then let's have these niggas out here take half too and see how y'all like that bullshit oprah oh, oh they they they've had issues <laughs> yeah they've expressed you know, their concerns yeah yeah so so let let's 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 make let's make what's good for for peter also what's good for paula if 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 uh Ooh. if it's if it's half if, if if it's half then let it be half god damn it like it is what it is because i tell you what i i'm not marrying nobody broke i'm i'm just not um, so if we sharing everything, then you bring his shit to the table because at the moment where you stop bringing shit to the table, then this is no longer a partnership. If it's going to be half, you going to earn your part of the half. It ain't right. going to be my half. You know, you take half of my shit and keep all of your shit. That ain't what half is. God damn it. Right. And, and we made a post. I made a post about this, this shit this week. Like nigga, like what is half? Because if you just showing up with nothing and you want to leave with something, yeah, suck my dick, bitch. Like, did it. I hate to say it that way, but I, I meant it that way. And if you didn't like it, fuck you. Um, and apparently I don't care if it offends you. Like, fuck you. Shut the fuck up, bitch. That, yeah. That's how I feel. Um, Speaking of somebody who needs to really shut the fuck up, new. Let's go ahead and get into this joint right now. Your boy, Segway. your boy, JB. <laughs> oh boy, your your, not... your old the dude, JB used to go to the strip club with. Yeah, nah, tell about it. Uh, nah, um, Joe is not my boy, um, but he has been he has been fucking up in a big way. In Can he media. just shut the fuck up, JB? How about that? How about if we? He's like, gonna <clears throat> make me. He's gonna make niggas not vote. Well, and that's the problem. And 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 we need to be we need to wake up and be aware of what's happening in politics right now because there are so many of these little things trying to keep black people, keep minorities, keep liberal voters away from the polls. And Biden is the start of it, but that that's just one of the things. He that we're needs to cover. shut the fuck up. Okay, he keeps saying stupid shit. So for those like, of you, my yeah, God, yeah. So for those of you living under a rock, um, Joe Biden jumped out there and said last week that Latin people, as a as an ethnic group, have more racial diversity than black people do. <laughs> Nigga, half of the Latino race that you looking at, they're black. You, they, they had a joke with um, they had the Usher confessions video. Where Usher was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, huh? Put that on everything, and it was like when Joe Biden realizes that black people also are Latino, and he was like, what well, they Latino? Put that on everything. You playing? Stop playing. You serious? I'm gonna call you back. And it was like, yeah, nigga, like the fuck to say that Latino people are more diverse. La- Latino people are more diverse than black people. 
It's like we have black people that look white. We have black people that look African. We have black people that look like black people in America. We have black people that look Latino. We have black people that look Asian. Like that is that is somebody who who does not fully understand the concept of diaspora and what that means and what that meant. Right, but it, but he has to in order for us to vote for him. Like he's making it easy to, to, to for motherfuckers to want to vote for Trump, and it's like Slim, shut the fuck up. If you don't get it, shut the fuck. Yeah, we up. don't we don't need you to talk about that. If if you if you don't understand that, then just be just stay silent on that. Like you don't need to talk about that to win. Like you don't need to work that hard to pander to either Latinos or Black people. You don't need to do that. There's enough going on in the papers right now for you to talk about and for you to address. You don't need yeah. to be making stupid shit up to try, like, you know. This it's is, crazy. This, yeah, this this is like one of them folk-ass niggas who just start bringing up shit unnecessarily. Folk is the fake woke yeah, folk. Yeah, like you're, you're like, you're talking out of the side of your neck when, you know, all of your mouths need to be closed right now. You need to shut the fuck up and listen. To what's going on, and unless then one that. of the mouths have wet as pussy, and then open the lips, this guy. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just explaining it, JB. That's all I'm doing. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, but um, again, these are some of those political distractions that we're going to face leading up to November kickbackers, and yeah, be aware. Biden's going to say some dumb shit to make you not want to vote for him. Be aware of that, but. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, we have. yeah, yeah, and, and so fuck that, because y your choices are this dumbass, not woke, old ass white man, or somebody who literally said that they want to delay the general election, and that they are not sure that they are going to accept the outcome of the election, <laughs> If they lose like yeah. so 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 really like think about this like those are your choices right you got one motherfucker who just mm, says stupid shit every now and again but for the most part he's going he's going to be all right and he's, he's going to listen to his cabinet thank that's you. the difference thank you and then you've got another motherfucker who is literally talking about delaying the election to improve his chances of winning like, like that's how bad it is right now, kickbackers. And it's actually worse than that because they've got all of these rich ass, they've got these rich ass niggas now, these rich ass Uncle Toms now parroting their, their, their tactic of, 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 um, you know, uh, distracting black people from the proper vote. You got the Nick Cannons and the Kanye West of this world out there who are purely acting as a distraction for black people, purely. Yeah, and, and, and we're not gonna give them so much time. We're gonna say, Kanye and Nick Cannon, shut the fuck up. There it is, enough said. And if you're enough following said. either of them, follow us instead, what the fuck? Like, dead ass, 
real nigga shit. I'm not even doing a whole lot of game playing with them. Fuck what Nick Cannon talking right now. Fuck what Kanye been talking. Pay attention to us. Listen to New and JB. I'm not having a debate about this. Yeah. Moving on. Enough said. Enough said. Let's keep it moving, New. Let's keep it Nipsey moving. Nipsey Hussle Award, JB. Indeed. Indeed. Got to give it to Hove Rock Nation. No doubt. Starting their music program in yes. the cities of New York. Yes, they are. Um, yes, they are. Love with- it. And I love it for a reason that you had brought up mm-hmm. about the Roll, Roll, Roll Your Boat. Mm-hmm. Real, really quick, tell them that story and then we can move on. Okay. Um, so, first of all, um, for those of you who have been living under a rock, Jay-Z with Rock Nation has actually developed a partnership with Long Island University, the school based in Brooklyn. Again, him always giving back locally. Brooklyn! Locally. Um, they have instituted a, they have started, launched a comprehensive music program that Jay-Z and Rock Nation will be sponsoring through Long Island University. This is a huge step and a big thing in my personal opinion. And let me relate this brief story. I was out on a canoe with my children on the Chattahoochee River. We were literally rowing in a boat. And so I started to sing the song. Row, row, row oh, your boat, boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life, life is but a dream. Okay, so now that was those... the gayest you'll be able to show. But go ahead. So, so <laughs> those of you who remember music class in elementary school and shit, you remember Row, Row, Row Your Boat was a song that you would do in class. And one person would start, and then another person would pick up a little bit later, and you would do what are called rounds. Number one, my children didn't know the song Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Number one. Number two, they didn't know anything about rounds. And I'm sitting here like, what are y'all learning in school? I was like, what do you learn? Like, what are y'all learning in music class? Well, music class is don't really happen that often. And my kids went to wow. a great elementary school, but their music class was once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't a whole lot of music being taught in that music class, if you, you know right. what I'm saying. And they're doing our huge, they're huge for the education and the development of our children in particular, given the community that he is focusing on. And we want to give people their flowers while they're still standing above the ground. So we're giving Jay-Z, again, another set of flowers. Nipsey Hustle Award goes to Jay-Z this week and Rock Nation New. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And um, we got to go into... Our Netflix and Shield segment, JB. Um, Judas and Messiah, and Judas and the Messiah is a Fred Hampton documentary, movie, docu series, whatever you want to call it, about the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I think the Black Panther Party has not getting gotten its due, and I think that the more we do about the Black Panther Party, it'll alert all of us to what we need to be doing, and I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I can name eighty other movies. Fine. What the fuck ever. I think this movie will still bring an enlightenment and an energy to our people, and I'm I am very happy and appreciative for it. I don't feel like oh the white man did the movie. Uh, I don't feel that way. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. 
the more the more we unpack about the Black Panther Party and what they did and who they were and what they were about, um, the more we will understand the nature and the motivation behind their movement because people like to focus on the militaristic as, uh, aspects of the Black Panther Party when they talk about the Black Panther Party yeah. when they don't understand that the, mili the militaristic aspects of the Black Panther Party were a small component of what it was that they were doing as a people, you know, and, yeah. as, a, and as a group. Um, and so I look forward to seeing more of that information come out so that we can use that as a blueprint moving forward, New, because their community solidarity philosophies were astoundingly uh, well thought out and well planned and well yeah. and well coordinated. Breakfast programs, learning to shoot firearms, learning about nationality, they brought it all to the forefront. And, and all we can also do is thank economic self-sufficiency yeah. and self-awareness yeah. and you know which, spawned, uh, uh, which for good or for bad spawned the bloods and the crips so real nigga shit um, the Baz Reeves story which is the story of an African American cowboy um, the original Lone Ranger story right JB mm -hmm. um, now I don't know the story interdependent of the article, but I do know that you know it. You know have it. discussed it with me multiple times. So I want to do right now is give you the opportunity to break that down. The long range of story, uh, how it relates to our history as African Americans and how they did it the way they wanted to do it. Like I, I want you to break that down. Yeah. Um, so those of you, those of you uh, who remember old classic cowboy stories, and maybe you don't, um, the Lone Ranger is a classic classic tale of the lawman of the West, the masked the masked uh, lawman who goes around um, settling disputes, solving crimes saving the day, fighting crime, whatever. Um, he is a partner called Tonto, a Native American. Um, now, the character of the Lone Ranger is based on a real-life person, and that real-life person is Bass Reeves. Yep. Bass Reeves was born, was born a slave, and then he... <clears throat> And then after emancipation, moved out to the Oklahoma territories to make his fortune. In so doing, he became a marshal and a bounty hunter in the Oklahoma territories. Now, I say the Oklahoma territories because Oklahoma was not a state yet. The Oklahoma territories were also recognized to be one of the more dangerous and lawless places in the continental United States at that time because they mm -hmm. did not have federal law in place. So these these rangers, these lawmen, if you will, were basically the law, and it was very, very sporadic. They had to cover the states of Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Colorado, right? So huge geographical areas of Bass Reeves has supposedly gone on record as having over 350 arrests in his 45-year career. He is also on record as having never, ever missed a bounty that he was commissioned to capture. 
Never, not once, not ever, not once. After Oklahoma became a state, he was then he was then made um, he was then made a state constable um, of Oklahoma, and at that point he was over sixty years old. He continued to work for the Oklahoma Police Department for another ten years. So this man had a fifty-plus year career in law enforcement. It is said that individuals like Wyatt Earp um, and attended his funeral <laughs> when he died. Um, he mm. is he yeah, was the Lone Ranger. Like, there's uh, no yeah. denying it. So, um, what was that? Bass? What's his name? Bass Reeves. B a s s Bass Reeves. R e e v e s. Read about yeah, him, nigga. The original, the original Lone Ranger. The black original, man. Yes, absolutely. Just a bad motherfucker entirely. Bad motherfucker. And his story is inspirational. Excited, it is inspirational. Excited about the movie coming out. Excited to see his story told in a theatrical form. There theatrical are, form. There are several documentaries out there available. One of them is on the History Channel. The other History one on, Channel. The other one is on the American Heroes Channel. American <laughs> so, Heroes Channel. So you can see those as well. You can see them. Yeah, okay. Was a hype? Yeah, you, you hyped it. You hyped it. You hyped it. That was good. Well done. Well done. So um, definitely support Bass Reeves. Uh, JB told me that story a while ago, so I was already hip. And I knew, you know, but I knew where to throw him out of you. Like, uh, JB, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw him right out of real. Appreciate that. Appreciate uh, that. Appreciate that. Um, the, uh, uh, well, I, I guess it. You know, Umbrella Academy is out. We're watching that now. We're not going to do no spoilers. We're discussing it full next week. And we're not going to do any spoilers on the Kingdom. Kingdom is a show on Netflix about MMA. So it's it's a scripted drama. Drama, all kind of bullshit going on. But it's these niggas who are in the MMA. So that's a good one. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, that's And we'll also discuss our new book. Um, JB, I want you to let them know what the book is, um, so they can they can go buy it over the next week. Yeah, we're not expecting you guys to have read it this week. We're expecting over the next seven days that you buy it. So, JB, what's yeah, our book? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start out with the fantasy book um, from a series that I love. The series is called The Dresden Files. Now. These the stories actually made their way onto the Sci-Fi Network as a TV series, and Mojo.com actually rates the Dresden Files TV series as one of the top 20 all-time Sci-Fi Channel series. That was just the TV series that came from the books. Now, I watched the TV series, and I'm telling y'all, the TV series didn't do shit in terms of the depth and the plot and the story that's in the books themselves. We're gonna start out with the first book. The first book is called Stormfront. Again, that is Stormfront, and it is by an author named Jim Butcher. Again, that's Stormfront by Jim, Jim Butcher. By Jim Butcher. Stormfront, Jim Butcher. Correct, correct. Now, <clears throat> Harry, Dresden, Harry Dresden is a wizard. Yes, a wizard, but he is an openly practicing wizard in the in the city of Chicago in the late 1990s, early 2000s. 
Okay. Um, so as a wizard, he's basically he basically works as a private detective, solving cases, finding children, consulting with the police department and everything. The first book, Stormfront, is a story about how somebody in the city of Chicago is killing people with magic. And they are mm. using thunderstorms to kill people mm. with magic. That's how, that's how so mellow be doing shit. <laughs> um, so we'll get it. So we'll get into that starting this month. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Um, I know that you will because I know that it is an excellent, excellent, excellent book. And getting into wizards and everything in the modern age in fantasy is interesting because they're allowed to actually use certain metaphysical concepts and science and numerology and that kind of shit to bring a little more kind of reality to the stories. Yeah, so it should be yeah. a lot of fun. And that, that, that's my cousin Randy's shit. He all into Marvel and comic books and stories and anime. Um, so he should, he should love that shit. Um, we want to thank y'all for tuning in every week. Thank y'all for grabbing y'all shirts. Whether you got the Righteous Ratchet, Nerds with Attitude, or Partner and Kickback shirt, we appreciate you. If you haven't got anything, get your shirts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know another way to say it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The link, the link to the merch store is right there on the bottom of the Facebook page. You can check that out. We'd love to have you. And they're just fly, man. You're going to see a lot of them on this show. So look out for it. Shout out to yeah, our yeah. Patreon subscribers. We, we appreciate y'all's support. We love y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all to death. Um, and thank you for tuning in, man. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope you address all the issues of the week. God bless you. You ain't got to go home. But you got to get the <laughs> hell out of here. Good. I'm going to do a sign because we're going to do Patreon for now. On. This, 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 we can do Patreon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to our Patreon. Glad you're here. Glad you're watching. Uh, if you're on Facebook still here, go away. You don't get to see this. That made no sense, but, I mean, I said it. It's all good. So, we keep it uh, Patreon, I want to thank you guys. For your loyalty every week and, and the, the contributions you're able to make financially to the podcast and to the show, we thank you. Uh, we just did a whole episode and we lit lit. Um, as you can see, I got on a righteous and ratchet shirt. You know, we, the nerves for attitude shirts are here, the apartment kickback shirts are here, and all the other merchandise. And we wanted to let you guys know that we we're not neglecting you. We're here with you. We appreciate your support, and we got some new shit. So going forward, no matter who's seeing this, our Patreon viewers are going to get discounts on merch mm -hmm. and discounts on live shows once we're able to go outside. Right, JB? Indeed, indeed. Um, look out for that, our Patreon subscribers. Check us out. Because you'll be getting you'll be getting notification from us. Um, we'll get you your discount uh, codes for the merch store, so that you'll be able to have exclusive access to special pricing for all of our merchandise as we move forward with other live venues and other events. We're going to continue to look out for you because you're looking out for us, and we appreciate y'all very much. So every week now we be you know, working and busy and drunk and high. 
But we are not going to neglect y'all. We got y'all. And and the biggest way to sell you is the discounted merch. Yeah. So you'll be getting shirts at a rate that like nobody else can get it. Mugs and cups at a rate nobody else can get it. Bikinis at a rate that nobody else can get it. And you'll get exclusive info. It, it, it's going to be worth it. Our goal right now is to make sure that y'all on Patreon, you, you know it's worth it, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed. Look out for additional content from us, outtakes, clips, me, additional media content. And like we said, we're going to hit you off with that discount on the merch store just to say thank you for supporting us. We love you. And just, just, if you're not sure, that means next episode we're naked. That if you didn't know, that's what that meant. All right, all right. Uno, we don't 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 fight it. Uno, we out. We naked next episode on Patreon. Love you here. Peace.